Hello, and welcome to the Tavern Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Tenkar, your bartender in the OSR, your main proprietor of the Tenkar's Tavern blog. And yes, I no longer sound like shit on toast. Uh, I, I, I knock on knock on pressed wood for my desk, but uh, I do think... No, Donka, yeah, Donka thinks it was for her. Um, not, knock on pressed wood, um, I think I have defeated the majority of this cold. I'm not 100%, but damn... Uh, I, I I think I sound more like myself. I certainly feel more like myself. So, and of course, it's just in time for the Swords and Wizardry Kickstarter, which launches in two days on Tuesday. Um, we got some peaks on the uh, art, but on Tuesday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern, on the uh, on this very podcast, I will be interviewing Matt Finch. Matt Finch wrote Swords and Wizardry. He's the lead designer with the, uh, the the rewrite or the relaunch, whatever you want to call it. So that would be on the Ten Cars Tavern Discord server. Uh-huh. Uh, in the room for the Tavern Chat interviews, which I like to do and make easy if people want to listen in. It's all the way down. When you scroll down the left-hand side, it is all the way down. Where it says Fireside Chat. You can listen in live. You can add, ask questions if you want in the associated text channel. You know, we don't open it up to voice because uh, we'll, we'll never get through it. So that's going on Tuesday morning, and I'll have the uh, podcast up later on the day. Good time. I plan on having a, a number of the frogs that are involved with the project on to talk about different stuff. As you all know, I am a huge Huge, as in, as in huge, uh, fan of swords and wizardry. Um, I I love I love the OSR. Don't get me wrong. And uh, Labyrinth Lord Osric. I mean, Castles and Crusades is what brought me back to gaming. Pretty much, you know, it certainly brought me back to old school gaming. Uh, but. Swords and Wizards is the one that when I found it, I went, oh my god, this is my game. This plays close to how we played AD&D 1st Edition. And that says a lot. Because we didn't know we were house ruling, but we fucking certainly were. What made me think about something when I thought about that earlier today. When we played 1E... And we house-ruled it, and we wrote our own adventures, because we really didn't know what adventures looked like. Unless we got them in, like, Dragon Magazine. I was collecting Dragon. First issue was 66. Then when I got, I got back, and uh, the next month I picked up issue 65. Uh, and then I think it was 69. I had to go back and get issues 67 and 68. It was all a Dalton bookseller. See, this is, these are things that, like, get engraved in your head. But, uh... Yeah, we didn't really know what adventures were like. And when we did find adventures, or when I found adventures, and I remember A1. Remember A1? What was that? Uh, area of the... Uh, sorry, Slave Pits of the Undercity. It's part of the Slave Lord series. And it's got the uh, party fighting, uh, I guess, giant ants. And it was evocative. Don't get me wrong. And it's a Jeff D. artwork from 1980. And I was like, whoa, this looks awesome. And I must have read it like 
a half dozen times and trying to figure out how the hell am I going to write this? Because I didn't realize at the time that these adventures that you were buying for D&D and AD&D, first off, there were two lines. There was the Dungeons and Dragons line. There was the AD&D line. And they were mostly compatible, but not 100% compatible. And I was of the mindset at the time that, uh, well, if it's for basic D&D, right, basic Dungeons and Dragons, that it was for babies, it was for children, and God forbid, I was a teenager, I was not going to be playing something called basic, I wanted advanced. Well, you know, later on, I I learned much to my chagrin that uh, they were pretty much equally viable systems. They took different takes on stuff. But, uh, I would occasionally, later on, buy adventures for Dungeons and Dragons and then go, how is an unarmored man, AC-9? I thought AC-10 was where it started. But I digress. So Slave Pits of the Undercity was the first adventure, first module, sorry, that's what we call them, right? Adventure modules that I picked up from TSR. And it was the first one that wasn't a homebrewed adventure on a great piece of graph paper where... Almost every box in that graph paper was filled. Remember that shit? And how is that dragon in a 10 by 10 room? No fucking clue, man. I just, uh, it's just where it is. Uh, how, how does it eat? How does it survive? How do any of these creatures survive? I, I don't know, but can't leave empty boxes for the party to explore. Got to fill everything up, man. Got to fill everything up. But, uh, A1. Opened my eyes up to dungeon design, not being a sheet of graph paper crammed full to the brim. Uh, it, it showed me that there was another purpose to it. It also told me that apparently adventure modules were meant to fuck with parties because there were a lot of uh, save or die type situations, as I recall. And it was only later as I understood more about gaming conventions and the idea this was a tournament adventure that was then turned into an adventure they were selling for people to play with the home groups doesn't quite... It's not what you would expect to get today if you made a purchase for an adventure to play. You expect something now that's plug-and-play and balanced and it's not out there to kill your party. It may very well kill your party, but it's not meant for player attrition uh, as a lot of these tournament adventures were. So, of course, what would be the second adventure that I pick up? What would be the best way, after having a tournament adventure like A1 placed in your hands, what would be the next one that I would pick up? Well, if somebody out there said, Tome of Horrors, you would be correct. Um, because... My party was, you know, they, they were getting high in level because, I, as I said before, I didn't know that there was a difference between hit points and hit dice because I didn't have the uh, monster manual. So all my creatures were getting killed really quick with basically one hit point per hit die. And I had players that, you know, uh, say it was a little Monty Hall. They had artifacts because that's what they wanted. So that's what you gave. Because again, I was a teen and I realized, oh, Tome of Horrors. That looks pretty cool. It's the right level. And yeah. Uh, this was a total party fuck. But 
I, I played off a lot of the uh, potential death by removing artifacts. You put your head in the hole? That was a sphere of annihilation? Well, it's a good thing you're wearing a crown of might, was it, I think? Because now you don't have... Well, you can't destroy an artifact like that. Didn't say it was destroyed. It's no longer on your head. But you still have a head. You want to try again? guess I was learning. Not bad, though. Um, then I followed it up with G123. You know? Against the Giants. And that changed stuff. Because that was an adventure that wasn't... Well, first of all, the series of adventures, they were sh shortly written, but they... They were presented in a way that your players could progress from adventure to adventure, and it changed a lot of my early GMing style. I was like, ah, that's what I want to do. I want to do linked adventures. I want things that are going to lead my party from one place to another. It was a common theme, at least for a couple of sessions, and that opened my eyes up to that. And that was the first one that, although it was a tournament adventure, it wasn't a total... See, I, I know we talk about TPKs, total party kills. I talk about total party fucks. Because TPK should happen because your party does things stupidly. Um, it shouldn't happen because the adventure was written against them. G1, 2, 3 was a bit more balanced, at least in my experience. So I'd love to hear about you guys and gals and everyone else out there. I'd like to hear about the adventures that you ran early on in your gaming career, or experience. Uh, and I'm not talking about home-brewed ones. Those are great. Maybe that'll be another episode. But I'd like to hear about what you played and what the experiences were for things that you bought off the shelf and and how they impacted your gaming at that time and maybe even now. Folks, just a reminder, Tuesday, so it's which we Kickstarter, kicks off. And... Hmm, anything else? No, not today. And look at that. No, but there's going to be no little bits and pieces at the end of this episode with, with early episode fuck-ups with tongue tightness and all that shit. I guess, I, I, I guess having my, my, my sinuses start to clear up has gotten me past shite like that. All right, folks. On that note, as always, if you like this show, spread the word, give a review wherever you listen. You have the opportunity, especially Apple Apple Podcasts. It's huge. And uh, be safe, be well. God bless. Roll those dice. And I will talk with you all tomorrow. Later, folks. <laughs>